Hey, it's time for another edition of Singles Only Podcast. My name is Paul Farvar. I am your host. This week's episode features Merit Khan, speaker, CEO, comedian. Uh, we did this by Zoom, so you can check this out on my YouTube page, youtube.com backslash Paul F. Comedy, if you want to watch the discussion. Very fun episode. Very, uh, we went all over the place on this one. It's really funny. And uh, we covered a lot of cool shit that normally we don't cover. Uh, Merritt was super honest and open. I love that. It makes for a great episode when our guests are willing to, to reveal it all, as we say in the biz. Truth in comedy, right? PaulFComedy.com for my upcoming dates. I will be in Chicago and the suburbs uh, this week, so check out my dates. I'll be at Potawatomi with Joe Mackey this Saturday, and then um, going off to Tampa for Innings Festival, so come check out that show. I'll be at uh, some various shows during the week as well in Florida. Still finalizing some of them because, well, there's this whole baseball stripe that's going to affect Innings Festival. Hopefully, it won't affect the Tampa shows that I'm doing with uh, Off the Mound with Ryan Dempster. If you want to buy a shirt, uh, pfarvargmail.com, you can get them from me. All the proceeds go to Parkinson's Foundation. Or you can get them on my website, paulfcomedy.com, has those shirts as well, as well as other merchandise. Subscribe, review, tell your friends, and check out our sponsors. As some of you know, I am a germaphobe. I never leave my home without my sanitizer. And I'm also admitted hand sanitizer snob. I need the good smelling stuff, period. During the pandemic, I, like all of you, suffered through countless hand sanitizers, which smelled like tequila and diaper rash. Not to mention the sticky feeling some left while others would just stay slippery on your hands, no matter how little you used. Everyone hoarded the good stuff. Well, I finally discovered my match. And it's not just the good stuff. It's the best stuff. Emu hand sanitizer. The only hand sanitizer that feels good, smells good, and does good. With various smell flavors to choose from. Lemongrass, mint, ocean air, orange blossom, and my favorite, watermelon. Emu ends the days of horrible sanitizers with sticky or slippery residue. It actually smells amazing. I am not kidding you. I actually look forward to using it after shaking hands with people after shows or touching microphones from all these dirty comedians. Best of all, the bottles are TSA approved, so I can travel with them. And Emo gives back with every bottle. They give a percentage of their net profits to COVID research. So... Emu is the way to go. Check it out today, sprayemu.com, or go to their Instagram at sprayemu. Use singles only promo code for your discount today. Emu sanitizer. You will love it. Hey, it's time for another edition of Singles Only Podcast. My name is Paul Farvar. We are doing this episode via Zoom. So if you're listening, you can go to my YouTube page at youtube.com backslash Paul F. Comedy to watch along. Uh, Fun episode. I'm excited to introduce our guest. She is a CEO and a speaker coming to us live from Denver, Colorado, home of Mark and Mindy, Merit Khan. (laughs) <laughs> Woo! i've never been introduced quite uh the same way to my own zoom screen so here we are yeah. <laughs> hey mary thank you for doing the podcast i really appreciate it 
Absolutely. I enjoy listening to it. So it's fun to be uh, on the hot seat today. Okay. Yeah. And so we typically, you know, I would say about 70% of our episodes are comedians, but now every once in a while I like to have someone that's outside the box. So we're not just shitting on people in the regular world. Uh, and you're kind of like, you have kind of a balance, right? Because you get to speak, give uh, professional speeches, and then you get to boss people around as a CEO. So, <laughs> well, I, and then I do stand up on my, as my sidebar hobby, and I right. wrote a one woman show all about it. So, yeah. That's true. So, you have a little of everything. And I forgot the, uh, and to mention you're in Denver, Colorado. I mentioned that already. So, what what is it? How would you, first of all, how are you single? Why are you single? I, mean, <laughs> I love when people busy. ask me that. Um, yeah. Well, you know, I want to provide more opportunities for men to date me. So it's just easier if I'm single. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. I, I mean, is it is it an intimidation factor? Because I think, you know, uh, you've got a lot of shit going on. Um, are you picky? What's going on? I'm about five foot nothing. So I don't know that I've ever intimidated anyone. That would be an interesting one. But I, you know, I got divorced in uh, 2017. Okay. And so here we are, you know, currently recording this in 2022, very beginning of 2022. Yeah. And I'm enjoying so much be my single life again. It's been yeah. a long time. And I love meeting people. I love going on dates. I do like being special to someone. So I sure. dated someone for a long time since my divorce, but I'm having a great time. How long were you uh how long were you married for? I was married for 17 years okay. and we were together for two years before we got married. So so the dating world changed significantly while you were gone oh my god yes like the last time I was dating you meet some you just met someone in person you know like at Blockbuster right like that was that was the plan that yeah. was the big Friday night and the way. yeah so now it's just everything's in your pocket it's so ridiculously easy yeah so you like it better this online world uh as opposed to the good old days right you know, there's good and bad to it. I think it's easier to find people and meet people and you're exposed to so many more people than you might like accidentally run into in real life. The problem is that I can replace anybody in about 15 minutes. Right. So you better like hit all the boxes and be firing on all cylinders, or I'm going to be like, meh, you know, I can do better than that. At which you know, I'm, it might be what I'm thinking, but it's also what everybody else is thinking. Exactly, yeah. So I don't get much of a chance. I have to be your fantasy right away too. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of weird, right? Cause if in the, in the, in the good old days or in the days of our parents, this would never happen. You know, people are, have so many deal breakers now that, you know, people would never get together. We wouldn't be here because back yeah. then we didn't find out about people's you know, political views or their or red flags until you already married them. So, well, that feels like a big one. Hopefully, you figure that one out before you married them. But you know, little things. There's there's deal breakers that certainly take a long time. Used to take a long time to figure out. To your point, and now it's like, oh, you know, it's it's one of the leading things on your right. profile. It's and now it's like, oh, I don't need to put up with that. Or if it's not listed there, it's like, well, wait, why aren't they answering the question that's important to me? Uh, you know, and uh, and then that's that's good and bad. But like you said, 
that people like get frustrated so quickly. I, I remember I was talking to someone online and then I didn't talk to him for three days because sometimes our, you know, our schedules are like that. And, uh, and then they're like, well, you know, it was nice to meet you, but I'm going to have to move on. I'm like, oh, you're breaking up with me. Like, what did I do? And then, uh, and then you like talk again, you realize that some people are sensitive. They, they have a different expectation of communication than you do. And right. uh, being someone like you, where you're so busy doing multiple things, I'm sure that's got to play a role too. Yeah, it does. I mean, if I'm really interested in somebody, I find the time to communicate. I'm like watching my phone to see if they're messaging me. You know, there's an really? energy okay. about it. Oh yeah. As busy as I am, I, there are certain people that have made it through that initial filter and I'm so excited to hear from them. I, I want to be interrupted. And I know when I don't feel that about somebody right initially, then it's, that's the signal to me. So, you know, I just, I just pay attention to the energy of it. Okay. So you said that after you were, uh, after you got divorced in 2017, you did have a relationship that lasted how long? About a year and a half. So I figured the first year out of divorce, I legitimately needed to learn how to date again. Right. Cause um, I would go on these dates and I would look at a guy like I wanted to have his babies, but out of my mouth, I'd be like, oh yeah, totally want something casual. And it was confusing to men. Like, cause I, like my actions did not match my words. And once I figured out that, um, you know how like some girls have resting bitch face, I, I have resting. I want to have your baby's face. You know, I just be like, like, oh, there it is. Okay. (laughs) And you know, super confusing. So I had to learn how to date I had to actually warn men like don't worry I'm gonna look at you like I am in deep passionate love with you and we just met but it's just kind of my thing it's just what happens to my face when I'm interested in somebody don't worry about it Um, I'll calm down it just means that I'm really present I'm really excited to be with you and I'm you know, really excited to learn more about you. And I'm just a very enthusiastic person. Um, And and that still scared men. I think that still scares men. But uh, my first year out of divorce, I dated impossibly young men, like totally inappropriate for me, just because I figured I wanted to like go through them. Like they were my practice guys. Yeah. And, and I didn't know what I was doing. And so that, that was good for me. And then I kind of fell for one of them. And then we ended up together for a year and a half. And I'm like, wait, this, this is not, this does this, you are not a match for me. Like you're building your career. I'm like figuring out my retirement plan. Like this is not a good match. Um, and so when we broke up, um, I wanted to just explore more dating, but now I got my sea legs again, you know, in the dating world. And now I can date age appropriate men and, you know, sneak a few young ones in there when it's necessary. (laughs) When you say ridiculously young, like what age are you talking about? I just want to make sure it's legal. (laughs) Oh God. Yes, 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 yes. No, I have an 18 year old son. So not, let's not, let's take that out. Okay. Um, I, so I'm, I'm, you know, just past my 40s okay and so I dated men in their early mid 30s as my practice that is not ridiculously young are you fucking kidding me that's me no when you 
listen, if you're in your 40s, ridiculously young is like 22, okay? You, that's, you're supposed to be dating guys younger, especially when you're like a boss girl where you have these jobs where you can kind of control the narrative and kind of teach these kids what you didn't have for, you know, 19 years, whether it's, you know, emotional support or physical attraction, whatever. So that's what you're supposed to do. And and it's not getting your sea legs. You could continuously do that, especially... (laughs) Honestly, like I, my friends who are in their 40s that are women that are divorced, I strongly encourage everybody to date younger because look, especially if you've already had kids, you've already, there's no biological clock ticking. The world is your oyster. Why settle for bald dudes in their 50s? Well, and to be uh, accurate, I said I was past, just past my 40s. So I'm I'm, I'm actually at the 50, like, uh, my dating profile says I'm 50. So we're going to go with that. Okay. Fair. It's still same, same concept. The, yeah, the same true. argument applies. You can date guys in their thirties. Um, and that's what guys in their thirties, like they're into, you know, older women, they want that. That's like the number one porn sites are all milf porn and mature <laughs> ages. So I think there's something to that because there is something about turning 50 that that was just like my I am done with putting up with this I'm done with putting up with that I know exactly what turns me on I know what I'll stand for and what I won't and I can communicate it and I think that's very sexy Absolutely. I mean that's that's like I I don't know I I had I the only thing it doesn't work I remember I thought I was very clever and doing my witty banter texting with this young guy and I go so Ginger or Marianne and he's like (laughs) um (laughs) I'm not really up on my Gilligan's Island trivia oh god what have I done (laughs) yeah there's certain things that you know when you date younger and I and I do that too or there's certain things you just don't bring up because then the age you know they're like where were you on 9-11 you're like ah they're like, I was in third grade. And I was like, okay, this is probably not a good idea. But like, to your point, I mean, those are the things that you know what you want. And, uh, and that's, that's attractive to people. That's attractive yeah. to people of any age. And the fact that you do know what you want, it, it, it simplifies a relationship in a lot of ways. Um, Absolutely. And you should, and the thing is too, there is something about that because like you said, um, what, what I'll say to that is guys who are younger are in their sexual prime, you know, and women who are in their, you know, 40s are in their sexual prime. So there is this compatibility where, and especially women who've been in a relationship for a long time, I'm, I'm imagining because you're divorced at some point, there was no sex because once you get married, sex stops, in my opinion. Actually... I'll stop you there, Paul. I would say that's the only thing my husband, my ex-husband and I did well. Like, so you stuck it out because of the physical connection. That's okay. You know, we stuck it out for a number of reasons and I'm more of like an eternal optimist, like I'll make this work. And, you know, at the end of the day, he's a narcissist and that was just (laughs) impossible to live with. Um, But honestly, we had sex through our divorce process. Like that was never the problem. Um, But it's funny because I will say on record that I thought I had a great sex life. And once I got divorced and I figured out what else was available, I'm like, 
oh man, all those years yeah. I thought I was having great sex. This is great sex. Damn it. I don't know better, especially if you, if you, did you get married young, I assume then? Well, you were like, um, I was 30. Oh, so, okay. yeah. so you actually had time to like, you know, have fun before you got married too. But a lot of people, you know, even, even if you have had experience before you got married, you're in a relationship for a long time. You forget like what it's like to have a strange person on you or near you, you know? Yes, there was a bit of a learning curve to that again. (laughs) But uh, I'm happy to say I enjoyed that learning curve. It's been fun. (laughs) You've done that now for five years. Are you still enjoying your single life? Is it something that you want to change? Do you think you'd ever get married again? Um, I don't necessarily see a scenario where I would get married again. I just feel like I'm not going to have any more kids and I'm not merging my money with anyone. And so I don't understand like why we would need to go through the paperwork. Um, But I definitely know about me that I, I don't need to be somebody's one and only, but I would want to be somebody's number one. Like, um, and it's funny because I was listening to one of your previous episodes and and I think it was, you were talking to another guy and, and he was like, okay, now the key, the key to the deal is to not be her number one, to be like number two or number three. Yeah. Right. And I remember hearing that like through the eyes of, of, of my perspective going, oh my God, that's what guys want. Because like that, I mean, that's a perspective I hadn't thought about, but for me, I, I want that guy that like, I don't know, like play with other people or, you know, have your fun, but I want that one person that I have that emotional connection with. And it's interesting to hear from a guy's perspective, like you'd want to be number two, like too much pressure to be number one guy. Like you want to be number two. Well, not necessarily another number one doesn't necessarily another person. Sometimes number one is a career. Like for comedians, comedy is our mistress, right? Because it takes up all our time. It takes up all our energy, um, physically and mentally. So I like when, for me at least, I don't know which episode you're talking about. And there were some polyamory guests we've had. But for me, I like when a woman has a child or a career because I'm not, the priority. If I cancel on them, it's like a relief in a way because like, oh, I can catch up on my time with my son or whatever. So that that is one aspect of it. The other aspect of it is like you said, um, you know, some people want to be the number one in a relationship, but they don't mind that there's other, you know, guys or girls going on in the relationship. And mm-hmm. I think that's something that you're seeing more and more often now. It's more accepted now that people realize that marriage, traditional marriage is an outdated institution well you know what i've been i've come to realize so first of all um i don't really base a successful relationship on a time frame anymore because if that was the only basis of what a successful relationship was then in that scenario i would have had a a successful marriage right like we were together for 20 years like that's a long time yay for us but um honestly you know, wasn't always happy, wasn't very successful. Well, I don't think, I think we left each other better than we found or found each other in certain respects. But now that's really my mark for a good relationship. And is if two people leave each other better than they found them, then you've had success. And sometimes that can be accomplished in three weeks. And sometimes it's, we're having so much fun and we're so good for each other 
in whatever ways that we we attracted into our life somebody who would be good for us in that in that way and you know it's it's a year and a half and now I kind of look at it like people are in your life for the time that they are and let's celebrate what that was let's end relationships mindfully like adults like hey I I super really enjoyed our three weeks and it sounds like you want to do this other thing and I'm going to go to go this other direction or I met somebody that's kind of piqued my interest or whatever it is. It doesn't have to be like you're a bad person or it's not you, it's me. It could just be like, I think, I think we ran a, our course and I hope I was good for you. Well, that's a very healthy and mature way of looking at it. Um, unfortunately, not a lot of <laughs> yeah. people get that. And there's a lot of ego and a lot of emotion that takes up um, space to create that healthy outlook that you just described. I, I agree with you 100%. Uh, everything you said, I think that's, I wrote it down because I'm like, this is what people need to understand is don't be sad that it didn't work out. Like, look at the positives. And as long as you don't regret the time you spent with that person or resent that person, it's, it's a yeah. success. I think, you know, to your point, I mean, their emotions get into it and, and it, it's hard. And I've certainly been disappointed. I had this one guy, um, you know, we were chatting for a while and went on a few dates and we were supposed to go away um, up to the mountains and he had booked this beautiful bed and breakfast. And I was so excited. And then a few days before we were going to go and he had literally like screenshot, like he showed me the reservation, like it was booked. And a few days before we were going to go, he, he texts me and he's like, um, I'm I have to cancel our weekend. I'm feeling emotionally muddled. And I'm like, what, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> like what emotionally muddled, like we were going for a, a weekend of sex in the mountains. Like <laughs> what? <laughs> like, how emotionally stable do you need to be um, to, to accomplish that? And yeah. You know, it was so, you know, it was disappointing, but honestly, the time I was disappointed by that was brief because it, it clicked in pretty quickly and, and it probably would have taken me a lot longer in my twenties. I would have been like, oh my God, and agonizing to 12 girlfriends, yeah. like, what does this mean? And what did I do? And all of that nonsense. And now I'm like, thank you, universe. You have helped me dodge an emotionally muddled bullet, and I am not interested in that at all. So moving all, moving right along. Hey, gang. I'm excited to tell you about this new dating app. This is a dating app that's different than any other dating app I've ever talked about on this podcast. It's called Posse Global. It's a dating app created for groups of friends. See, back in the day, you would go to bars with your friends and you'd meet a group of other friends and magic would ensue for one or two of you. Or even before that, I was in a fraternity. We'd go out to sorority mixers and the groups would meet up and one or two people would have magic nights or magic lives. That's just how it worked. Well, guess what? That's what this app does. It creates all that magic and more. It helps create plans easier for you and your friends to connect with others, not only locally, but globally. Here's how it works. First, you create an individual profile. You guys have known how to do this on all the other dating apps. There's no difference. The difference comes when you create a posse profile. Yep, that's right. You create a posse profile. It could be a posse of you and your college friends. It could be a posse of you and your colleagues at work. Or 
your high school friends. You can be in as many posses as you want. You create these posses. It can be you and three people or you and 30 people. Then you see the feed. You see other posses you might want to hang out with. The other features that are so cool are destination features and the beacon feature and the group messaging feature. I don't have time to go into details about this, but I can tell you a little about it. Say you're going to the Indy 500 with you and your friends or you and your posse, and you see, hey, there's another group called Fighting Illini 69 that's going there too. They sound like fun. You can make plans with them to meet up there with them at the Indy 500. Or you can use the beacon feature when you're there if you're not hanging out or not feeling that Fighting Illini 69 and see what other groups are there because the beacon feature shows you the interactive map that allows you to see who else is in your area or other destinations that you may be going to and you can group message them to decide if you're going to meet them. Look, there's so many cool things that I just don't have time to tell you about in this small, short commercial. What I can tell you is Download Posse Global, show me that you did, create a profile, create an individual profile and a Posse profile, email it to me and I'll make sure you get some awesome Posse swag while supplies last. Trust me when I tell you this app is the future. Posse Global, download it today. You are welcome. I, I mean, I'm glad that you processed it and, and were able to make a positive out of it but what the fuck did that did you ever find out what he meant or you just were like on i was like i was like delete <laughs> block man who says the who says emotionally muddled who was not he? A, he not author? a real man i will tell you that not a real man and that was you know it was interesting because it made me think a little bit more we learn something from everything that goes right or everything that goes wrong and it made me think a little bit more about my deal breakers like yeah. I need a real ass man, like pick the plan, the date, you know, make the decision, go, don't you dare <laughs> cancel a date with me on a, for a weekend, a few days before, like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Um, and especially as a woman in my early fifties, like I have already started preparing for a Friday night. older as this podcast like, starts. <laughs> exactly. Eighty by the this podcast over. You're like, oh, when I turn eighty. Exactly. <laughs> but but by the time I get to a Friday night date, like I have started preparing for that on Tuesday. Okay. I mean, in my twenties, I could wake up on Friday at noon and still be like ready and adorable for a Friday night date. But now there is waxing. There is brow work. There is like shopping and Otler is cleaning my house and washing my, there is stuff that happens. Yeah. You cannot cancel a date with a 50 year old woman within a two day time period. I'm going to start taking a cancellation fee. Like yeah, no more. Sure. Like that's yeah, over. I, I never really thought of it in that sense, but yeah, I mean, that's the, that's a problem for dating comedians because there's always the risk of canceling because you get a slot and, and that, that unfortunately ended a lot of relationships for me because that would happen. But um, I never used the word muddled in my life. So I think, I think that's a win. Um, so what are the other, what are the other deal breakers? You talked about being a real man, planning a date, you know, having balls with what I, translate that to what else what are, the, are there any other deal breakers for you i mean definitely don't be a narcissist i i have a very good narcissist sort of you know it's not gaydar it's narcissist 
How do you do? Star. What is it? Do you have a specific question? Um, I, yeah, well, it's not sort of a specific question, but it, it's certain thing. Like I might say, so, um, you know, tell me about a pet peeve of yours. And one guy said, oh my God, you know, like those people that walk next to the cart in Costco, like they don't walk behind the cart, like it's designed, uh -huh. they walk next to it. Like that's taken up too much space. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm, I'm never going to meet this guy's standards. Like I might walk next to the cart one day. Okay. Like that's over. Oh, that same guy, by the way, I, for some reason was driving to the date. Never, never. I don't, I'm still the woman. I don't want to drive to the date. Like today is day and age. You have to meet there. Cause God forbid somebody knows where you live and you don't know if they're psycho yet. So I get that. But, um, in this particular situation, I picked him up and he felt the need. Like, I don't know this more, man for more than 10 minutes. And I pull into a parking spot and I didn't park great little angled, little angled. And he felt the need to bring that up to me. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, like in that snob, you don't know. That's well, the two things together, I think are a little shifty. I agree. But yeah. Um, the other, I actually have a four word compatibility test that I use now. Okay. Um, so it's, um, I had this conversation with this guy and, you know, because these days you get to the, you cut to the chase pretty quickly. Like, well, what do you like? And, sure. you know, tell me like, what are your fantasies? And then, you know, I, so I, I share and, um, and I, I share this particular, you know, kink that I have and his words were, what's a spreader bar. And in those four words, I knew we're not a match, dude, we're done. <laughs> what's a spreader bar. No, now yeah. I'm asking. <laughs> oh, Paul, you're adorable. <laughs> I don't know what a spreader bar is. Up. I'm so vanilla um, and boring. And uh, people have like so this, I, it's funny because people have this vision of me as like being knowledgeable and because I've been a career bachelor, but there's so much shit. I'm like so basic when it comes to, to like kinks, you know? <laughs> I went to one of those kink pages that, uh, I forgot what the app is called. I'm looking it up on my phone, but I, I had to sign up to learn. I probably know it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you do. Um, and I and all the I had to like I, it was so, fields was the fields was the yes. the, the yep. site where they have all kinks, and I had to like look up 80 percent of the fucking words. I'm like, what the <laughs> hell has happened? And I think I'm pretty aggressive when it comes to sex and and you know fantasies and things that I like, but like. What is a spreader bar? <laughs> oh man. Okay. Well, uh, I can't be the only person that doesn't know this. I'm sure you're not. Cause I, you're definitely not because there was that guy who asked me the question sure. um, and that's how I knew we weren't going to be a match, but um, I you know, I, but I want to hear a, your interpretation. It's a little, it's a toy. It's a device. You Got might, it. you know, imagine uh, cuffs uh, around ankles that get attached to this bar so it's kind of like a spreading your sure. leg to a certain point and you get a little bit more control that way it's very yeah. fun it's uh, fun toy and that's for a woman to use correct that would be my preferred usage i'm sure there are other usages a, that i don't yeah. know of it's a dominatrix <laughs> type thing or, or domin dominating like a dom and sub thing sure dom and sub and, and brat there's i learned all those terms when we had a bdsm 
guest on. So we get, I got it now. I figured yeah. that's what it was. I've seen it in porn, but okay. There you go. It's, you know, these are just, it's fun things to try, right? Like I wouldn't, I, I try to stay away from labels. Like I'm not this, I'm not that. I'm not poly. Right now I'm dating. So technically, well, what is poly? Like that's lots of relationships, multiple relationships right. with multiple people, right? Well, isn't that dating kind of in a way like that's what I yeah I think it's kind of fun we've talked about this on the, the podcast so much with poly guests and a lot of the younger people call it polyamory enough but like it's just called dating and like you're not serious right. with one person right now but there are like there's a communication requirement at certain levels for safety purposes I think COVID made that pretty clear uh but um on the other end yeah like What's the problem? If unless you're like ready to be committed to one person, there's really no reason to define anything. You don't have to put labels on shit unless you yeah, unless yeah. the other person wants it. I think the I think once you put a label on something, then you feel like you have to be that that thing. You have to yeah. identify with all of the aspects of that label. Whereas you know you can just try something. You can you can try incorporating a fun toy that might be a BDSM toy, but you can have fun with it one night and not be like, okay, well, now I'm a dom. Now I'm a sub. Like, just have fun. That's the whole point. Is that something that you, uh, do you get a certain joy out of teaching people how to use a spreader bar or like introducing these younger guys to these things? Or are you like looking for someone that's like, yeah, I got my own spreader bar. What would you like aluminum or or brass. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I don't, I, I don't want to, I'm not interested in being anybody's teacher. Like I want you to come to the party with, and you know, it's again, it's not like, I don't have to have that every single time. It's, it's a, it's a flavor. It's like, I'm, I'm not going to wear the same outfit. If we go out 10 times, you're not going to see me in the same outfit. So it's just something that is a fun flavor, but I don't necessarily want to well okay so so I did have an experience where I was actually shared that story with a very vanilla guy it was a guy just fresh out of a divorce and that's probably another one of my and, deal breakers and for actually. The record, your vanilla yeah. isn't bad for those people no. that are sitting on me I love French vanilla it's like my favorite flavor also okay go ahead so this guy go back to your story absolutely um so but he was a first year out of divorce and that's again one of my new deal breakers is if you are in that first year out of divorce, you've got a lot of stuff to work on. You're figuring I, shit out. Like I'm like the advanced or divorce or both. You mean separation sorry, or divorce or both? I won't even touch somebody until they're divorced. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Like figure like ink has to be dried for a full year and oh, then wow. you can, okay. then we can talk. But, um, so, but he was super cute. He was, you know, really trying to impress me. And I, I just thought he was adorable. And I was like, all right, you know, we'll go out before you're in your, your past your first year mark. And so we had the, the spread of our conversation. And so he, he, he went out and he bought um, some things for us to play with, which I thought was so adorable. And um, now the problem was that apparently like, so he didn't read, I don't know if there's instructions that come with it or, or like watch a video or like, you know, jump on YouTube, see what, what's going on with this. Um, but so when he took it out of the Ziploc bag, um, like all the, the cuffs and the things, um, and that should have been my first clue, like, 
oh, this isn't going to go well. Like he does not know what he's doing. And so he put my ankles in the cuffs, um, but there wasn't a bar with it. He just, he was excited. He bought the cuffs and they weren't like attached to anything. And so I'm just like, yeah. These are like socks. That's not how this works. Yeah. It's not how this works. And I I was actually too, I was too embarrassed for him to say anything. Well, let me, uh, let me ask you a question. Why, why would you, if someone was separated for, let's just hypothetically say three years, uh, but then they got divorced, why would you need to wait uh, an additional year? Is there something else that you, you've experienced or is it just I mean, it can't I don't know. I guess, I guess maybe I, I, you know, think about that situationally, but I feel like there's something very final to divorce versus separated. Like if you're separated sure. for three years, like what's going on there? There's just something that's unfinished. Gotcha. And I just, I want a fresh slate. Like I know, like everybody has their stuff they're still working on and, um, and, and I do too, you know, I'm not immune to that, but I know what my stuff is. I've done some work. I know I have my codependency thing. That was what kept me in a relationship with a narcissist for, you know, 20 years. And, and I can see where it shows up. Um, it showed up recently with a guy I super really liked and I totally blew it. Oh my God, this was an epic fail. Um, and, but then I, I, it triggered and like, I recognized it and what I do, that's where I bring, I get all my great comedy is like, I look at the things in my own life, right? This is a lot of where comedians get their material is stuff that didn't go well. It's frustrating. It, it, it's upsetting. And then we find a way to turn that into comedy. And it used to take me a really long time, right? Because what, what is it that, you know, the phrase is um, tragedy plus time equals comedy. Well, my point is no one said it had to take a long time to get to the right. comedy part. So let's try to get there as soon as possible. Sure. What did you do do to screw that up? (laughs) How did it it, it rear its head? Oh, God. All right. So there's this great guy. We have a magical three weeks. I am falling for this guy like I haven't fallen for anybody ever. Like, well, not ever, but like for a really, it's been a really long time. Really like this guy. He checked all the boxes gorgeous. He's successful. I really had a lot of respect for what he'd accomplished. He had like season tickets, great tickets to the Nuggets games. Like I'm a, I'm a big basketball fan, like boxes, check mountain house. Like, wow. Oh, I like, we went out to great dinners, but mostly it was like, it was the banter. It was great. And like, he didn't take himself too seriously. He had all my same kinks. Like I was all in on this guy. So after three weeks of every day, there was some communication. We texted, we talked, we were together, something for three solid weeks. And we were literally planning a weekend away. And it was going to be like, well, is it this weekend or that weekend? And then um, he wasn't feeling well. So this is happening on text. And on a Saturday, text me, or I was like, you know, how are you feeling? And he's like, I'm not, not feeling that great. And I'm like, well, it's been going on a while, you know, maybe, maybe urgent care, like, I'm, I'm worried about you. And so he goes and he gets checked out and then I don't hear from him Sunday. He doesn't return my texts Sunday, Monday, all day. Right. So it's been like a, a while and it's out of character. So, oh my God, I can't believe I'm saying this on your podcast, Paul. Seriously. I cannot believe I'm about oh, to say this. What'd you do? 
<laughs> so I called the police department to do a well visit. Wellness check. Okay. That's not crazy. It, it, I thought it was sweet. Um, I wouldn't have done that. It was like the week of Thanksgiving. I knew no one was expecting him at work. It was totally out of character. That's not and crazy at all. It's a little crazy for someone you've only known for three weeks. It's, it is a little crazy. You're here for them for three days. You guys were talking every day before that? Yes. Yeah, I don't think so, but okay. And, and I trust, so to me, it was like, I trust what we have so much that something has got to be wrong. And I would have gone over there myself, but he's an hour away, da, da, da. You know, I couldn't get in. It's apartment building. I couldn't get in there. So I just figured I'd have somebody knock on the door. Anyway, he calls me that, that like an hour and a half after I had done that. So we were 90 minutes away from this never being an issue. And I told him, I was like, oh my God, I'm so glad to hear from you. I was so worried about you. What happened? He's like, well, actually I was in the hospital. So turns out I was right. Yeah. He's telling me the truth. Then I was right. And something was legitimately wrong. And I, my instincts were good. Um, So I said, wow, well, I'm, I'm so glad you're okay. His phone, you know, fell in the car. I don't know, whatever you're in pain. You go into the emergency room. You don't think about your phone. Couldn't reach me. I'm going to check like, okay, all that makes sense. But then I said, I was so worried. I, I called the police to make sure you're okay. And he's like, you did what? And that was the end of it. Never heard from him again. Now to my credit, I recognize that I fucked up and I shouldn't have done I don't that. And that's that was- a, wait a minute. I time out. I do not. And listen, I am all against drama in a relationship, but that's not a fuck. I don't think that's a fuck up. I think it's just like, especially with the holidays, like you don't know his life. I mean, did he have other, I don't know. I, I, I don't know a lot about it, but did you at least message him saying, Hey, I'm okay. Are you okay? Everything. Okay. Before yes, you did it. it. Then and, no. uh, yes. Yes. Wrong at all. Uh, well, he didn't hear it that way, but, um, but That's then really I, I went to comedy, right. Then I went to comedy and then my next text, cause I, he didn't text me back. And then I said, um, look, you know, the entire Boulder police department is laughing their asses off at me. Like, can't we laugh about this too? Like, isn't this something we should look back on and be like, Hey, remember when you called the Boulder yeah. to police department? Like, ha ha ha. Like that should be like stuff a couple of talks about. I don't know. Yeah. I, based on me, I don't think that's insane. I really don't. And and I'm someone that like spots insanity and hates drama more than anybody. So I don't yeah. know. Maybe that's maybe that was his exit out. Who knows? Maybe there was something else. But let me ask maybe. you this before we get out of here. I know we're over time a little bit, but I had a question. These kinks that you had that you've learned about yourself and discovered through your personal growth, did you find those uh when you were in your marriage or was that something you discovered on your own? I think I, I probably always had the, the certain Thoughts kinks about that, it. yeah. Well, when did you, um, I don't know, um, really probably like dipped the very, the very inch, the very toenail in during my marriage, but, um, nothing like yeah. what is, available now but I think what happened it's and I don't you know it's nothing against my my ex it's more that I started to get comfortable in my own skin with my own communication and and it was my own growth that allowed me to explore a little bit more and I think that's what makes it 
that's what makes it sexy and that's what makes it fun. It's it's my own growth that led to let's try some fun different things. Right. And I, and I, and I and there's no judgment about it in terms of blaming your I'm not I wasn't going there. I was saying how great it is that you uh, through your own growth being alone uh, being single was able to find the physical things that you needed in a relationship to 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 keep you happy now yeah how much of that is important in the relationship is it it sounds like since your marriage the physical connection is a big part of of your dating life right I mean that's always been important to me I've always been a sure. physical touch person um I think sexual chemistry is incredibly important in a relationship um I'm not looking for like a, a pal to like sit on the couch with like I I can do that by myself. Um, but I, it's not the be all and end all. I want somebody that's, you know, a good communicator. You can challenge. I like to be spontaneous. I like to, I like to mess with people out there in the world. I like to, you know, I like banter. I like, you know, intelligent conversation. I like personal and professional growth. Like you've got to be up to something. And I want to be able to respect my man. Like, you know, and that doesn't happen just about like respecting them in the bedroom. Like I want, I want to, I want to give a man my full respect because of who he is in the world. I want a man who's up to big things in the world, whether that's making people laugh or, a, a cause that is important to him or his job that, you know, gets him excited. But I want a man who loves his life. Like it, he's inspired by what he's accomplished and who he is. And he stands on, he's grounded. I just think that is super sexy. Well, that's great. Well, we have some calls now from people that uh, want to chime in on uh, your day possible. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we are, we're out of time, Merritt. Um, I want to I want to have you back on in a few years and see or soon maybe even sooner to just see what's evolved because it sounds like you you've got this growth pattern that's uh, continuing and it's so cool to see that happen uh, you know almost like in the second chapter of life for uh, for us so I, I'm really excited and, and it was I'm glad I had you on the podcast um, where, where can people find out more about your or DM you if they think that they can be this person that you just described. <laughs> you will get creepy DMs. I'm going to warn you. Ahead. Uh, let's see. So uh, it's meritcon.com, M-E-R-I-T-K-A-H-N.com. If you stick a forward slash podcast on there, then there'll be uh, an area where you can learn about some of the stuff I do for business, but there'll also be a, you know, join the mailing list. And when I come, I'm going to be doing my one woman inspiring comedy show. I'm going to take it on a tour, a U.S. tour. So awesome. if you want to get on the list, uh, come in soon to a city near you. Um, yeah. That would be how to how to get in touch with me and LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn, MeritCon, and I'm on Facebook, MeritCon, and Instagram, same thing. So awesome. yeah, all good ways to meet me. You'll have to let me know when you're in Chicago, we can meet in person and have you do the podcast in person or in Florida. I spent a lot of time in Florida this year too. So uh, I would love so it. That's... Thank you so much, Merritt, for doing the podcast. And thank you all for listening to another edition of Singles Only Podcast. Okay. I know it's all fun and games. My 
Better Call Paul spiels on stage or my shirts that say Better Call Paul. Uh, donating a lot of the money for charity, by the way. Uh, PaulFcomedy.com, you can get your shirt, as always. But here's the thing. If you actually need a lawyer, you have to get professional help. So if you're injured on the job, you don't know what kind of compensation you're entitled to, or you're injured in a car accident. Don't handle something on your own, and don't call some random person that you see in commercials on daytime TV. Call someone that really knows what they're doing, someone that's helped workers who were injured for over 20 years in Chicago and beyond. My good friend, attorney Scott Shapiro. He is your man. Give him a call. Here's the thing. He also handles entertainment law, whether you're a comedian, a musician, a podcaster, a wrestler, an actor, anything. He's handled all these things for 20 years here in Chicago. He is your guy. Give him a call. 312-627-1650 or email him at scott at scottshapirolegal.com. All consultations initially free of charge. Your first consultation is free. You have nothing to lose. Don't take any chances. Call my friend Scott Shapiro. 312-627-1650. Scott at scottshapirolegal.com. Tell him I sent you. You're welcome.